Nights with Simon Lim on 1FM 91.3. Night Call with Simon Lim. My special guest who's on the line is a photographer and director in a creative field. And he happens to be a cancer survivor. His name is Nikki Lowe. Hi, Nikki. Welcome to my show. Hi, Simon. Thanks for having me tonight. Now, Nikki, tell my listeners a bit more about the work that you do. I know that you're a photographer and a director in the creative field. Uh, yes, um, I, I'm actually very much uh, involved in advertising. I have been in advertising most of my life. I handle the visuals, that means all the pictures that you see on the internet, the social media, the TVCs and everything like that. It's all done by someone like me. So I'm, I'm a photographer, I'm also a director. I work with brands like Nike, the Singapore Airlines, HSBC and STB and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So basically handling their photos and moving images. Wonderful. And of course, uh, it's a busy job. How did you discover that you had cancer? Um, I discovered that I had cancer when I was 38. And back then, I never expected myself to be someone who would have gotten cancer because I exercise like five days a week. I don't drink, mm. I don't smoke. I don't take drugs and then it happened to me uh, when it happened to me uh, the doctor told me that if I didn't get my tumor reduced mm-hmm. I would only have 30 days to live wow and, 30 days yep that was the prognosis he gave me because when I went into A&E my face was swollen okay. uh, apparently there was the tumor has blocked a major artery from delivering blood to my brain mm-hmm. uh, which is why my face swelled up and which is why that was life-threatening when I went to EAE, I, I thought it was just like a limb node infection, but mm. the doctor said like, uh, you better just cancel all your meetings and can you call your wife to come to the hospital and i got something to tell you. And but then he revealed that I had cancer. Yeah. How soon did you realize that, you know, you had this swollen uh, lump, right? Uh, effects of cancer um, were slowly manifesting, I guess, because for about a year, I had like lost a lot of weight, but I thought that I was doing well at gym. Uh, and also, I, I started getting like uh, eczema-like rashes but mm. I didn't really take notice. I thought it was just eczema. So I went on a gluten-free kind of diet and I thought that was the reason why I lost weight or so. Well, it turned out not to be that and all these things were actually telltale signs of cancer but I, I didn't know. And interesting fact, I actually went to see a GP and did a full body checkup but uh, they didn't detect anything uh, five months before I was uh, diagnosed with cancer. Okay, so yeah. when you were diagnosed, right, what stage was the cancer? It was stage two. It's a diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. But in lymphoma, actually, staging doesn't really matter. It's not like the other cancers where staging uh, Mm -hmm. dictates how much it has spread. Yes, of course, after stage 2, it's stage 3, it's all over your body. But lymphoma, fortunately, uh, stage 2 is not as serious as stage 4 and vice versa. Okay, so you mentioned lymphoma, right? It's a type of aggressive white blood cells? Mm, That's right. It's actually a blood cancer. Mm. And our uh, Prime Minister Lee Hsien Long had it in the 80s and uh, in the pink of health now. So that's what all the doctors tell me. It's a very aggressive kind of like blood cancer which causes a tumour in the lymph node areas of your body. Mm -hmm. And what treatments did you have to undergo? The main treatment for cancer would be chemotherapy in this case. And I went through six rounds of uh, chemotherapy. I saw many doctors, I went through many opinions and I landed with my oncologist, Dr. Kevin Tay and uh, I love him so much, thank you. I owe him my life. He put me to the treatment, I got better. I did the work and I stayed healthy during the chemo. I ate as much as I could because uh, in chemo you just really lose your appetite and mm-hmm. I did the work that everyone told me to do because I just wanted to survive mm. and, and live on for my family. I have so many questions to ask you. So we'll come back and talk to you some more in just a bit. Nick- Nikki, stay with me right here on the show, okay? Okay. 
Night Call with Simon Lim. And we can always learn something from inspirational people, especially cancer survivors. Now, Nikki Lowe is my special guest, and he's a cancer survivor. Nikki, how are you enjoying the interview so far? Simon, I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying being a pseudo DJ for a night. Well, Nikki, you survived cancer the first time, and then I hear you suffered a relapse. So, what happened? Um, after I went into remission after the first round of uh, cancer, right, I relapsed one year later. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, it was really disappointing news because during the PET scan, they had found like a tumor again, but it wasn't as big as the previous tumor, the first mm-hmm. round. The first round, the tumor was 10 cm. Can you imagine it's the size of a ruler? Wow. Um, a short ruler. Uh, but this time, the tumor was only 1 cm, and the doctor said that they could operate and remove it. So we did an operation. The doctor removed it, and then they said, like, what's removed is only physically removed, but what's still left inside from the cancer might mm. still be there. So I had to go through another round of uh, chemotherapy again, and uh, this other procedure called the stem cell transplant. And every time you relapse, they give you stronger meds. The treatment is harsher. It's um, way more painful. So what went through your mind during that time, and what did your wife and family and friends say? I remember that day of the relapse quite clearly also, as much as I remember the day I was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, I went there, you know, I was dressed quite nice. I wanted to show the doctor that I was doing well. Mm. I was expecting good news saying that I was, my health was still in pink. But then he revealed the news and then we, we were in shock because we didn't expect to relapse so fast, mm-hmm. uh, me and my wife. When I digested the news after like uh, 15 minutes, I, I just said like, I look, I went into this uh, fight mode again. And I asked the doctor, if you say I can beat cancer again, I can beat this lymphoma again, I will do it and I will listen to you every step of the way and do everything that you tell me to do so that I can live on for my kids and my wife. And how did the experience made you feel you know, at the time because you had to do this again, right? Uh, that's right. I think um, it's not a silver bullet, chemotherapy or, or all the treatments. I mean, like I said, I was super disappointed. And I was unsure uh, whether it would work because uh, the percentage was like 60 to 80 percent, mm-hmm. uh, which is quite a right range. So that means like six to eight people might work, but um, two to four people, it might not work. What would happen if mm-hmm. I was one of the two to four that the chemo would not work on? I heard about the procedure of stem cell transplant, which was uh, very daunting. It was like uh, 40 days in the hospital, isolated from my family and my friends. and stuck in a room. It's almost like a 40-day quarantine. So that was, wow. that was very, very tough, tough mm-hmm. on me also. All I had was a window to the world to see what was happening outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being in the room and only at 3 p.m. a bit of sunlight would come in. I would sit by the wall where the sunlight was um, lighting on uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and just enjoy that bit of warmth in the room because mm-hmm. it was so cold inside also because it was just made for machines. Yeah. Mm. We'll chat with you some more in just a while. It's a very interesting interview, I must say, with Nikki Lowe, a cancer survivor, and he suffered from lymphoma. Nikki, tell yes. everybody what's your Instagram handle so that you know they can have a visual image of you. Uh, my Instagram handle is Nikki Low, N-I-C-K-Y-L-O-H, one word, and that's it. I hope to see you on my IG, and I hope you like uh, my photos. Nights with Simon Lim on 1FM 91.3. Night Call 
with Simon Lim. He's a cancer survivor and he works as a photographer and director in the creative field. His name is Nikki Lowe. Hey, Nikki, do say hi to the folks who are listening to my show. Hi, everyone listening in tonight. Um, thanks for being part of this journey with me. And Nikki, what did you do to stay positive throughout your experiences in fighting cancer? Um, I think I had a few motivations um, to help me fight cancer and that was mainly my one-year-old son. And the second time I relapsed, my wife was actually pregnant. So uh, the baby girl was my second motivation. And definitely, of course, my wife is the reason why I'm alive too. She's a wonderful caretaker. Mm -hmm. And um, being a caretaker for a cancer patient is not easy. Um, it's quite depressing. One of the most depressing jobs in the world. Um, what did you do to, you know, keep your mind positive all the time? I think what helped me the most was actually I had found out about a Singapore lymphoma group and they had set up like a WhatsApp group chat. Mm. And when I went in, I met many people who were like me, uh, people who had overcome cancer mm. and lymphoma, uh, people who were still fighting cancer, people who had just found out they had cancer, mm. um, people who had lost hair, people who had no appetite. And everyone, we were just sharing information there. It was nice to know that um, other people like me are out there. Not that I, I, I enjoy people having cancer and, and mm. being fit as me, but knowing that I'm not alone, very nice uh, to know and comforting. And through the shared information that we had through that WhatsApp group, I, I felt like it empowered us to know more and to overcome this uh, cancer with more knowledge. Yeah, mm -hmm. That's insightful information, of course. Now, how do you see life differently compared to, you know, before you had cancer and went through the fight against it? Cancer taught me one thing. It taught me that, you know, that you have a limited time on this planet, mm -hmm. this earth. Your life is not infinite. And many people don't realize that. I always compare being post-cancer to like being like Neo in the Matrix after he realized that he's the one, you know. Mm -hmm. You see everything differently. Everything is just so clear. There's no time to waste in things that don't matter. You should only do things that matter to you mm, and that's, that's important true. to you. Because everyone is going to die and, and everyone doesn't live forever or so. So why are you wasting your time on things that are superficial or... Deep inside, you know that you shouldn't be doing or, or chasing. Mm -hmm. But on the high side also, being a cancer survivor, I don't know about other cancer survivors, it's amazing because every minute that you breathe, it's quite amazing. You're still alive, you're still here. So that feeling it still resonates with me. Every time I eat something nice, I go somewhere nice, I see something nice, I see a rainbow. Or I, uh, sometimes I take a deep breath and the air is nice. I am so grateful for that. And, mm -hmm. and that's finding beauty in things that we normally wouldn't pre-cancer, you know. Yeah. In other words, you know how to celebrate life better in simple things. That's right. And if someone is listening in and has just been diagnosed with cancer or knows, you know, a loved one who just found out he or she has cancer, what would you say to them, Nikki? I would say to take your time to digest the diagnosis. If you have cancer now, don't blame yourself for it. Uh, it happens to the best of us. Cry it out and then fight it. There are many ways to defeat cancer, not just chemotherapy. And there are so many medicines out there now, clinical trials. There is hope. Cancer is not a death sentence. But then also if the prognosis is not that great, then just live out the rest of your life, your days doing what you want to do and tell and show that your loved ones how much you mean to them. At least they will have fantastic memories of you and you'll have fantastic memories of them. That's a great message, you know, for anyone out there. We'll chat some more in just a while. The interview's not over. I'm enjoying so much of this interview with you, Nikki, Nikki Lowe. So stay connected right here on the show, okay? Alrighty. Night Call. 
with Simon Lim. My special guest who's on the phone with me is a cancer survivor. He works as a photographer and director in a creative field. Hey, Nikki, do say hello to everyone who's been listening to your sharing on my show. Hello, Simon. Hello, everyone. And what's one thing that people don't know about being prepared to fight cancer? Because, you know, it can happen to anybody. I think the process of going through chemotherapy, which is a huge part of cancer, takes a lot of uh, understanding and patience, both on the people around you and for yourself. Understand that there's always doubts, there's always uncertainties, also that the time to get better can take a long time and in between it may be very depressing for you. And I will admit that I have my moments of huge depression. I cried the moment my my hair started dropping, Mm. you know. I was prepared for my hair to drop but I didn't expect myself to react like that. Mm -hmm. And also, when you finish your chemotherapy, there are so many side effects that stay with you. So take your time to get better and just realize that um, as long as you are cancer-free, you are well. Were there certain days, you know, when you had to depend entirely on somebody to help you, like even go to the bathroom? Yeah, there were times I couldn't even get out of bed and mm-hmm. you just get so tired and it's the kind of tired where you sleep for 8 hours and you wake up and you're still tired and you still mm-hmm. have a fever and that's the kind of side effect that chemo might, might give you. Mm-hmm. And during times like that, um, I don't want to say to people and I've discussed this with many cancer survivors as well, I think as friends, what we can do to help people who are going through cancer is to offer physical and substantial help rather than giving words of encouragement. So mm-hmm. if you really want to say you can do it, don't say it. Uh, I would rather you say like, do you need help with something that I can help you with? Or like run an errand or buy a drink or buy chicken rice. From the bottom of my heart, when I was fighting cancer, everyone was saying, you can do it. Hey, Nikki, you know, you got this. I really thought to myself like, oh man, I don't feel like I got this. I think I accepted that. I think that's okay because we are going through something that's crazy and mm-hmm. we shouldn't have to feel like we've put up a strong front for people. If we mm-hmm. want to cry, we should just cry and, and be angry, be angry. But, you know, we shouldn't have to worry about like, like, hey, don't worry about me, man. Kind mm-hmm. of like a scenario, yeah. But having someone reach out to you like physically, right? Um, that makes a big difference, you know, to your emotional and mental health as well, right? Because you feel much happier in that way. That's right. I think so. Even mm-hmm. like a simple, like a coffee or a car ride, you want to be a chauffeur for a day. I think we all appreciate stuff like that. So Nikki, where are you at this stage of your life in terms of your beating cancer and your fitness level? Where are you right now? Okay, I'm one and a half years in remission from my second relapse. And a two-year milestone is a very important milestone. If I make two years, my diagnosis for relapse gets reduced very much. And after five years, I'm considered like a normal person again. Normal meaning uh, the cancer most likely won't hit back. And I'm looking forward to this milestone. I'm enjoying my life. I I just came back from Taiwan after two months Mm. with my family. And it was a fantastic trip, bringing my kids to the playground, bringing them to different parts of Taiwan to explore the world. Uh, those are very meaningful memories for me. Excellent. And what's your nighttime ritual these days? Um, put my kids to sleep, which I just did. I would uh, sometimes exercise a bit, uh, drink a bottle of soda stream, lemon water, <laughs> Netflix, and uh, stretch. Stretch because I'm quite old now, so my, my body is quite stiff. <laughs> what's your age? I just turned 41. 41, uh, so... In, in January. Yeah, still young. Anyway, you mentioned that it was like 38 when you were first diagnosed, right? That's right. So it's been a couple of years and if there's a quote that resonates well with you what are these encouraging words? Um, I would want to quote Keanu Reeves 
just to let people know and appreciate the people around them. Mm-hmm. And the quote is, uh, he was asked, do you know what happens when we die? Keanu Reeves said that, I don't know what happens when we die, but I know that the ones who love us will miss us. Very importantly, if you found out that you were dying, most people would say, oh, if I found out if I was dying, I would do this and do that. But why can't you do it now, even though you're not dying? Good words indeed. Thank you so much, Nikki Lowe, for being on my show. And before you go, tell us, uh, what's your Instagram handle just for the listeners? Well, my Instagram handle is Nikki Lowe, one word, N-I-C-K-Y-L-O-H. All right, Nikki, you take care as well, okay? Thanks, Simon. Nights with Simon Lim on 1FM 91.3.